Hola, and welcome to the Beauteous Me podcast, a relatable and authentic space for all. Every week we hop on a roller coaster, share laughter and tears on topics we might be ashamed to discuss. We do this all while finding its inner beauty. My name is Jamili Whitfield, and the journey begins now. Hey, hey, guys, we are now on episode three of the Beauteous Me podcast with your host, Jamily Whitfield. Yes, 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 guys, please do not forget to hit that subscribe button. Yes, yes. All right. So today, guys, this is going to be a heavy topic. Like, it's going to be a little heavy. If I get a little emotional, like my voice cracks, it's because... This is heavy, and I had to kind of like pray before I put this out there, but this is what my spirit said, and this is what we're going to do. So let's let's do this. Let's do this. So today's topic, as you read it, you read it right, it's the shade within. Yeah, the shade within. We never share. The shade within. Yes, the shade within ourselves. We never share. That's right, guys. So... What would happen if we took a mirror right now, I'm talking about a little mirror, took it outside, and you had to walk with it outside day in and day out. I'm talking all of your flaws spilling out. How vulnerable would you feel? What would you say about you? Mm-hmm. Think about all those Instagram posts that you guys scroll and look at and those Facebook posts and you're like, oh, whose man's is that? Who is she with? What is she wearing? What's going on? I don't know if I like that outfit. I don't know. If, did she do a pedicure? She should have done a manicure before she posted that. Her nails are chipping. All of that, picture that. How would you feel about others really seeing you for you okay <laughs> yeah I must be like this girl crazy yes that's the purpose of beauty is me because we finding the beauty within everything and I'm even gonna put myself out there all right guys so don't click don't go to another channel let's keep talking I mean I'm here in this room talking to y'all by myself but anyway <laughs> so when your self-image is self-rooted in shame You fear being exposed as flawed, insufficient, or just plain, ugh. You are not going to believe your successes are anything but luck or accident. You think like, oh, well, thank you. Like, you ever given a compliment to someone? And I'm guilty of that. And I have some of my friends who are guilty of it. And that's because we all come with baggage. Like, I got a lot of maletas. I got, like, a lot of luggage. We are unpacking that, but you've ever given a compliment to someone and they're like, oh my God, congratulations on this. Yeah, great. Yeah. Thanks. But you know, there's like that. Thanks. But you know, some people are uncomfortable with compliments. So you, you think that sometimes your successes are just luck and accident. Yeah. It was kind of easy, but your failures, <laughs> let something happen. Girl, your failures, you will feel they're embedded. It's like who you are. Yeah. This thing happened. These things are always going to keep happening. Bad stuff always happens. Es la cosa de la vida. Like it's just continues. It's embedded. It's embedded in who I am. 
So your belief system has been around for a while. And unfortunately, it's self-reinforcing. Think about that. It really is. You don't allow positive feedback to get into your self-image to allow for change. Yet you happily allow negative experiences to reinforce the shaming labels you already applied to yourself. So the positive feedback, it's harder for you to accept. But anything negative, girl, you will spin that real quick. Like it's harder for you because it's already been embedded for you. Like you make a mistake at work and you're already like that anxiety that you have and I don't know why I keep using work, but wherever you are in your journey, whether you're working, not working, whatever's going on, but you make a mistake and you're just like, oh yeah, oh, you know, you're so stupid. You should have never done that. You see that happens because you're so stupid or this is because I'm so stupid or you couldn't get that or the computer messed up or whatever it is. You're so stupid. These things that you tell yourself, Whew, I know it's deep. So your self-image can direct many of your choices and your relationships. Mm, yeah, I didn't think I was going to say that. So you ain't think I was going to talk about like that baby daddy that you chose or your man that you chose? Mm-hmm. Might be guilty of that too. Just saying. Just saying. So how you see yourself determines the types of careers or relationships we choose. We think this is all we deserve, so we will just get by. Think about the different relationships we continue to cycle through. Ladies, think about the multiple different men. I'm not trying to call you out there and, and say stuff about y'all. Trust me. But think about like, just like some, like in speaking to some women where you're like, damn, I, I keep dating these same types of guys. How about we stop and look within ourselves? Maybe these same types of guys keep appearing because this is how you continue to show up your self-image. This is the career that you continue to present yourself for because this is how you show up. You understand what I'm trying to say? Or these are the kinds of friendships because you're so negative or you're in tune in chimoseria. Like, you know them big old bonchincheras? You've ever so, with people who be like the biggest chibosas and the biggest bunchicheras and they always involved in something and they always got a new set of friends and you just look back and you analyze because you know sometimes I'll be mad nosy on Facebook and I just pay attention at how many times people cycle friendships and somebody got like a new best friend all the time anyways I'm digressing I told you I'm still working on me that's the petty side of me but anyways um, and you look and it's like Yo, that's the chimosa side of you. Like, this, you, how you continue to get into these relationships. But these are things that we got to talk about. So, I've worked with so many teenagers, and I continue to work with teenagers and adolescents and families and even down my career path and with my friends and even personally. But it's interesting when you have conversations, different realms of conversations that I've had and one, the ones that really stick out with me are the teenagers. And again, I'm sorry that if I'm going to trigger something in people, but the ones that really um, stick out with my teenagers, especially those girls that I've worked who are commercially and sexually exploited, are the ones where, where, you know, you ask them candid conversations like, so girl, you know, like, you know, we're trying to work with you. We're trying to help with you. Why were you stripping? Or, you know, 
we're trying to, you know, not for you not to go back into the life. And it's like, Miss So-and-so, I'm going to go back into that life because that's all I know. This is my worth. I'm not pretty, so, but this makes me money. And that sits with me. That resonates with me because somewhere down the line, you weren't valued either because of generational traumas, familial traumas, either familial poverty, like we could get into so many different things, or, you know, you were broken down by this pimp where you you were not valued, you were told that you were not good enough, that this was your only worth, and you get stuck in that self-pattern. Or in, in different situations where you're told that you're ugly, you're ugly, you're ugly, you're ugly, you're ugly, you're ugly, or your sister's so pretty. How many times do we see that in families? Oh my God, your sister's so pretty. And you sit there and you be like, yo, but what about me? I don't have no sisters. Just putting that as a disclaimer. But where you hear that all the time, where then that other sibling, it like develops some sort of resentment. But we don't even think that as family members, we don't even think that as friends of people who have siblings that we can, we say these things. And so we, we contribute to that. We contribute to it. We, we really do. We got to do better in society, but we really do contribute to that. So we're taught from young, either from trauma or from an abusive environment or relationships that put you down to continue to shade yourself. And like I said, that you're not pretty enough for your, or your hair, like the Latino culture, yo, we're the worst. Tu pelo si es crespo, like your hair's, your, your hair's matted or your hair's just like, I don't know, the words ain't coming to me right now. Like your hair is like, not, I want to say crunchy, not crunchy, I don't mean crunchy, but you know what I mean. Um, your hair is dry, coarse. There we go. Your hair's coarse. Um, that was one thing I went through in my child. I didn't like combing my hair. I didn't like combing my hair as a kid. My mama chopped my hair real short because I didn't like combing my hair. I really didn't. I don't know what that was about. But anyways, um, and the family criticizing you because your hair was dry and stuff. Like, your hair is this or you're so fat. We're the worst in the Latino culture calling people fat. Like, we are the worst. And it be the fattest people. And I hate using the word fat. But we are the most plumpest people calling other people fat. Like, we we really are. I'm going to give you a real quick story because, you know, like, I digress sometimes. So, I had a brother who passed away. We'll get into that in another podcast. But it's literally two days of my brother's passing. And it's, it's also Mother's Day. So, like, two days after my brother passed, it's Mother's Day. And I'm trying to cook. So, you know... Latino tradition, somebody passes away, everybody's in the house, like filling up the house the whole damn weekend. So this lady comes over who's a family friend and like, you know, really, really close family friend. She comes over and she's like, Ay, Jamili, pero tú si estás gorda. Oh, Jamili, but you're mad fat. First of all, ma'am, ma'am, I know I'm fat. I look at myself in the mirror. At that time, I was like really overweight. I was 200 pounds. Now I look like a whole snack right now if you look at me. Anyways, um, well, my brother just died two years ago. Ma'am, that's number one. Number two is Mother's Day. Like, I'm a mother too. And it was not the right time. So, poor self-image, yeah. Shading myself, yeah. Going through my own trauma of the loss of my brother. And... We just, we just really got to do better. So I've, I already felt bad about myself. 
I didn't have the tools and the resources that I do now um, to pick myself up. I still had a slick mouth back then. I guess I always did. But it was not good. <laughs> it really wasn't. I look at it now and I'm like, ma'am, ma'am, really? But even like in high school, and you think about your self-esteem and you think about middle school and not and and the baggage that we bring in and not feeling pretty enough in middle school or in high school um or even my own past relationship where you know my ex was like girl ain't nobody gonna be with you 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 fat or you crazy or whatever you know and now like I said I'm a whole snack and I got a husband who loves me uh but we bring that shade and how we shade ourselves and how that manifests and all those negative self-talks, we think about then the patterns it brings into the relationships we bring in, how we view ourselves, how we accept negativity in our life, and how badly we continue to feel day in and day out. The, the jokes we make about ourselves, like, oh, you're so stupid, ah, ha, 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 ha. No, that's not funny. And it was something that I had to catch myself a while ago I, you know, I made a comment to like a fellow therapist and I was just like, you know, I used to say this so much about myself. Oh, you're so stupid. And I had to catch myself and stop saying it because that was a time in my life where I would say those things because that's how I felt. I felt stupid or I felt this way about myself or I would look in the mirror and critique um, certain ways of my body. And I still do because for women in general, again, that's another conversation down the line. We critique ourselves badly, like just... We talk about images, commercials, Ashley Graham, shout out to you because you make us feel beautiful. Uh, but, you know, just just everything they did, they, they make you feel like you have to really be like real skinny. And then you you go to these doctors who are not culturally competent and they just tell you how you have to eat. So I digressed a little, but negative cell talks can affect us in really really damaging ways we really have to find the beauteousness in this guys it really really affects us in damaging ways i'm talking about it stresses us think about it it really stresses us the low self-esteem and even creating your own cycle of negativity like this reduces feelings of hopelessness and motivation so you have no motivation to go out go to the gym or go out and try something new, go out, meet new friends, meet a new guy, meet something because you feel shitty about yourself. If you don't feel good about you, you don't feel good about where you are in your life, a lot of other things won't feel good around you or you're not going to attract good things to you because right now you don't feel comfortable with yourself. And it shows up in how you show up to places. It shows up in how you show up to your job. Yeah, I'm talking about jobs again, people. <laughs> but it, it, it shows up in everything and even how you parent. Yes, I said it. Even in how you parent and how you see yourself and how you value yourself. Yeah, you can tell your son. Yeah, you could tell your daughter or however you want to identify your child as. Oh, remember who you are. You're wonderful. You're beautiful. You're this and that. You have to speak those same wonderful life words into yourself. You have to speak them into yourself. You have to breathe life into yourself because if you're not showing up well as your, as, as a parent to your child, your child is going to pick up on it sooner or later. 
they will definitely pick up on it sooner or later. When you're frequently, you know, that inner, that inner, as I was saying, like that inner critic, it can lead to anxiety and even depression. So think about people who are like really anxious about criticism. And I am number one person for that. If, oh, like I said, I might get emotional. I'm not emotional, like about to cry, but like rejection for me, talk about vulnerability, rejection for me is, is one thing that, that will raise anxiety because I always try to, like I've had mentioned to fit in, to find my place in this world, find my place amongst peers, find my place with, even within my family, being the only girl or being one of the youngest amongst the hierarchy of my cousins, like my first cousins, not second or third cousins. And rejection was one thing that like it, it just rose anxiety on me. Like if I felt like if I sent the message or if I might've said the wrong thing, oh my goodness, like the anxiety levels that I'd feel, my, like I couldn't even sleep at night. It was crazy. Or if I sent an email at work that wasn't right or something, it would, it, it just fester. Talk about I've done a lot of work. Proud of myself. Kudos. But that anxiety raises in us and anxiety and depression, we have to think about how damaging it is to us and how it manifests that anger. See bitter people on the train. You see a lot of bitter people just always like to stymie it with like a real serious face, like resting, you know, face. Some of that can be some underlying dysthymia, some underlying depression. You know, some of us go through that. I know wintertime hits and I'd be feeling a little blue. And shout out to one of my friends who hooked me up with following up with ashwagandha and weighted blankets. And um, I haven't gotten the lamp, the sun lamp. But, you know, we got to do things to feel better about ourselves. And if we have that inner critic, that self-shade within, that we're always getting on ourselves for things that we're not happy about ourselves, it's going to bring us even further down because our situation, listen, our situation is never going to be perfect. Our jobs might not be perfect. Our family life might not be perfect. Our living environment might not be perfect. But you add all of that up with having the shade within, that's a recipe for disaster, sis. Like, that's terrible. You got to fix something. You got to figure out how to fix something. And you have to start within. The beauty within. You got to start with something within. Okay, so when you're frequently engaged in negative self-talk, you tend to live in a state of stress. <laughs> like I said it, state of stress. Imagine it's a constant state of telling yourself all the bad things about yourself. Your reality becomes distorted as you begin to really believe those things. Like it's so heartbreaking, especially working with youth when they actually believe they're not good enough. Or when you speak to adults, adult friends, adult family members, when they don't feel they're good enough, it really is heartbreaking. You lose the ability to see an opportunity when it's right in front of you. It could be any opportunity. It could be a relationship. Like you could find your new boo or something. You could find a job or just an opportunity to move and change. You know, so like, how do we, how do we fix this? Let's talk about it. How do we how do we change this? So I really believe one way to walk out of this, walk out of shading yourself and the negative self-talk is to really develop some self 
self-compassion, some self-love for it. Did this chick just tell me to love the shade? I did. I did, guys. I did. (laughs) Really, the beauty is behind it is to observe your own actions and response to others, to you without any judgment. So if somebody comes up to you and criticizes you for something, sister girl, it might not be about you at that moment. It really might not be about you. It might be about them. Don't personalize everything. Take a step back and do some self-reflection. It's not always about you. Sometimes people present themselves with their own baggage to try to dump it on you, and it really isn't about you. If you start, if you really start personalizing everything, you're really going to start thinking that everything is about you, and you add on to that self-shade. All right? So, this way... You can start responding to others without any judgment. Yes, there's no judgment. And this can allow you to see yourself in a new objective manner, which can lead to greater acceptance, acceptance of you, accept yourself, love yourself. So you remember in episode one, when I spoke to the story that we tell ourselves, talked about my auntie, Iyala. <laughs> this is one of those stories we tell ourselves. We are not great because that's what we were told. But truth be told, we are great. Yes, we are great. We are all different and we're on different journeys. Everybody's on a different journey. We might, we might not be Albert Einstein. Honestly, we might not be Steve Jobs in understanding things. You know, they mash more. But, you know... As they do things, but we're all creative. We're all different. We're all human beings. We were all put onto this earth to bring something. We are unique individuals with unique gifts. So that file you have, don't store it in the front where the shade is. Shine your personality. Shine your soul. Shine your talent. Shine your skills, your flaws, and all. Like, you are deserving and loved, and you too have a seat in every single table so if you sister girl or brother man man anybody listening to this podcast have ever shaded yourself I really deeply want you to look at whatever it is that you've told yourself whatever story you've told yourself I want you to take that file and I want you to burn it and I want you to know that you are worthy that you are good enough and that you are blessed and that you are abundant and that you're pretty, that you might, that scale might tell you you have some extra pounds, but you are worth losing weight. Yet that extra fry, that extra chicken is not going to get you anywhere else. That whatever emotions you're eating, you're consuming, you got to work that within. And don't let anyone past familial traumas, whatever other stuff that you've been through. You know, we've all had that baggage. We got to start releasing it little by little, start taking off those layers so you can start freeing yourself. So you don't shade yourself, you don't shade anyone, and you can shine bright like a diamond. And that's the end of today's episode, guys. Till next time on Beauteous Me. I hope you guys enjoyed 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 and please click the subscribe button 
Thanks for listening to the Beauteous Me podcast. Please be sure to download new episodes every week. And send us your girl, what were you thinking or asking for friend stories to info at imbeauteousme.com. All entries remain anonymous. Also, don't, 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 don't forget to rate, review, and hit the subscribe button now.